Alright everybody, good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, and we are covering the NFC East as we do our previews for the upcoming season as far as fantasy goes, and we are up to the New York Football Giants, and uh, last year, after quite a number of years of not making the playoffs, the Giants were finally able to, in Brian Dable's first year, make make the playoffs, which was a nice thing. There was, uh, I think, a fair bit of inconsistency in the season, particularly putting points on the board, but the Giants played better defensively, uh, and it ended up being a successful season for the Giants, and uh, optimism, I think, coming for the upcoming season was. Yeah, this is, um, this is, this is without question, one of the most interesting teams to look at from a fantasy football perspective, where I think a, a case could be made that this quarterback is inside the top 10, 12 at the position. Um, and yet, when I look at the receivers, which we'll get to in a little bit, I don't necessarily have a receiver inside the top 35 or 40, which is pretty remarkable. But uh, they have a tight end who's kind of like a detached receiver. Uh, I'm sure the Giants will use them, use him in that way. But as far as Daniel Jones is concerned, um, he, he he really you know made leaps and bounds with Dabo, uh, and I'm assuming that's going to keep you know keep ascending. The one view about Daniel Jones is you know is there going to be regression with the touchdowns that he had? It's just a difficult stat to repeat, um, which is directly you know going to put him either in the, the top ten, twelve of the position or not. Um, I think I have him right near Dak. You told you, you said you prefer Daniel Jones. <clears throat> uh, I may prefer Dak. It's very, very close. But uh, why don't you talk about Daniel Jones and what you think uh, about his uh, uh, the upcoming season, Tim? Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously, you know I'm a Giant fan, but I think it's fair to say, and I think you know this, I, I don't think I've ever come across as a Giant homer. I think you would agree with that statement. I, I kind of call it as I see it um, in terms of the Giants. And, you know, Daniel Jones, had a, I thought, had an excellent rookie year. Uh, under Joe Judge, he re- regressed immensely. Uh, and Joe Judge was a terrible football coach, and he really restricted the development of Daniel Jones. I think Brian Dable did everything to kind of try and reverse that is almost like the, the kind of the situation that we saw with urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. Um, so you saw that progression last year and, and, and it was great to see. Uh, now that being said, he still only had 15 touchdown passes. He used his legs a lot over 700, 700 yards rushing and seven touchdowns. So total touchdowns, 22. Uh, I think the great part is Daniel Jones decision-making was, was much better. Did not, did not, did not turn the football over at all. Uh, only a few fumbles and, and seven, and seven interceptions. So that was a big difference. Wiz, that was also done with a hodgepodge cast, a real hodgepodge cast of receivers last year because the injuries <clears throat> were a disaster. And I think the Giants' receiving core will be much improved this year. Uh, you mentioned Waller. We'll talk about that. But even even as the, this is year two in, in the Dable system, and, and, and Brian Dable has showed the ability to kind of be a successful coach and I, I like what I saw from Jones, and I think Jones can build upon that season uh, that he had last year, which which took the Giants to the playoffs finally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think I get you know I I look at the roster now, and I, I hear I hear your point, but I think so much of this is going to revolve around Saquon Barkley, as far as directly involving Daniel Jones in the passing game and. 
you know, it seems <clears throat> Saquon Barkley keeps moving up the running back rankings, and he's not doing anything. It's <clears throat> is Jonathan Taylor going to sit? Is Josh Jacobs going to sit? So, <clears throat> not only is Saquon Barkley inside the top ten, twelve, <clears throat> he's getting close to inside the top six. Oh yeah, no, Saquon Barkley is a top five running back right now. Yeah, and I mean, I think a case can definitely be can be made for that at this point. Um, do you, I know where he's, that's his kind of like ADP as far as running backs go. Do you, you know, are you drafting Barkley with confidence um, at that spot inside the top six at running back? Yeah, I am. I, I definitely am. I, 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 I'm not a Jacobs guy. Uh, as you know, I've just been scarred by the player in the past. And granted, that was with Gruden. So I'm not, you know, I'm staying away from it. And I just, I'm not going to be the guy that takes that chance without any clarity. Uh, I, I definitely worry about the Jonathan Taylor situation. I think I've said this a few times before. Nick Chubb to me, Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley to me, I, I would include obviously Eckler, McCaffrey, and am I missing somebody here? Uh, and Pollard, those are kind of, those are kind of the guys that I love at the position was. So, um, yeah, I think Saquon's in the top five was. All right, and, and yeah, I mean, I think I think a case could be made, you know, whatever, whether you view him right inside the top five, right outside the top five, it's, it's certainly a debate that, that's, that's fair. Um, uh, let me, uh, I, I will say one thing about Saquon that was slightly troubling last year is in the last seven or eight games, he kind of started to disappear a little bit. He only averaged like 60 yards rushing a game uh, in the last seven or eight games. I'm, I'm not quite sure kind of why that happened. I don't, I don't know if it was a usage thing. I but he definitely had a much stronger first half of the season than second half of the season. Well, we know he's going to be part of the passing game, right? He caught over 50 balls last year. He's not going to do what he did as a rookie, of course. But this is this is a this is a prodigious performer at the running back position was. Yeah, that does not concern you heading into this year. No, nope. And and before we move to receivers, let me just ask you real quick: in leagues where you have the flexibility or uh, roster spot to draft. The handcuff to Barkley, who are you recommending, Breida or Gray? <sighs> you know, I'd like to see a little bit more of Gray in, in preseason before I kind of make that determination. Uh, I, I'm uncertain. Breida, to me, has got a, you know, he's got a lot more years and, and veteranship. And, and Breida's a fast guy, right? I, I've liked this player in the past. Uh, but I'm, I, I think if something would have happened with Barkley, I'd see, I think we'd see both of those players. And by the way, James Robinson is still here, right? James Robinson, yeah, is still there as well. Yeah. So right. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I guess we're gonna have to see kind of how this plays out. I, I have not heard much about James Robinson to this point, uh, but we're gonna have to see how this plays out during the preseason. All righty, so. <clears throat> Let's get to this wide receiver spot. Help me, help everyone out there listening to this. Um, this is a, a wide receiver of the room. A lot of these guys look the same to me in terms of what they do on the football field. Hodgins, um, Wondell Robinson, Paris Campbell, I think are the three that intrigue me the most. Um, some of these guys just have a history of not being able to stay on the field. Yep. I'm not confident in drafting any of these receivers. I know you like Isaiah Hodgins a I lot. I do, I do. I'm not, dra- I'm not confident in drafting any of these receivers as a starting uh, wide receiver on my fantasy team. 
Uh, tell me why I'm wrong and break it down for me. I don't know that you're wrong. Um, so remember, the Giants did not exactly attempt a tremendous amount of passes, 470 passes attempted. So it's not like this is this kind of Air Coriel type offense. It's just not the way it rolls. Now, maybe it advances a little bit more, especially if Darren – so I don't, I, I don't want to jump to the gun here about tight end, but you know Darren Waller – it has to stay healthy. He hasn't done that the last two years, but he is a pseudo wide receiver. So that's part one of it. We look at the wide receiver room in, in a very short amount of time. Dable knew exactly what he was doing. This was genius. Joe Shane knew what he was doing, bringing Isaiah Hodgins. The Bills made a mistake in letting that player go, and he came in and he made a difference. He got a nose for the end zone as well in limited time. He made noise in the playoff game. I lean towards Isaiah Hodgins being my choice as the, as the best receiver right now because Wondell Robinson is not going to start the season playing in all likelihood. He's going to start the season on the pup list. There has been a lot of excitement around a player like Paris Campbell, uh, who they're using in jet sweeps in the backfield at times. But you mentioned players not being able to stay healthy. I don't question the player's talent. I question the player's durability, and that's my issue with Paris Campbell. I think Daniel Jones has always had a little bit of this chemistry with Darius Slayton going back to their rookie year together. Uh, and that shows that he's kind of like the downfield guy. He's the one guy that averaged on this team. I, he's the one guy that averages over 15 yards a catch, and that's the case for Slayton. Um, but still, minimal touchdowns. He only had two touchdowns last year. So for me, I, I think the offense, the, the receiving and the catching, is a lot of it is going to re- re- revolve around both Waller and Hodgins. I I I have very high marks for Hodgins, and I think that player will continue to kind of advance and move up boards, and he'll be kind of a sleeper pick for the year. I, I, w- I will say one thing, uh, one other thing, Wiz, uh, in terms of the receiving uh, receiving core. Uh, this is this is a group that lost Richie James, and you know we can laugh. Richie James, Richie, Richie James was was fantastic last year in a bunch of games where. I think he caught 85% of his balls, right? So he's gone. He's with Patrick Mahomes now, um, and perhaps he can make an impression there. But, again, you have to replace those catches, and, and that's kind of the way I see, see that. They have a ton of names here. Even guys that we've seen, like Colin Johnson in the past, a big guy that used to play for Jacksonville that made some noise here and there. Uh, they have the kid Cager. They have uh, Crowders here. Uh, the uh, What's his name? Um, brought in from Buffalo. Uh, Be- Cole Beasley is here. So I don't know what this is going to look at by time roster cuts are made. I don't think I don't see Jameson uh, Jameson Crowder making this roster. Probably probably Beasley makes it, but there is just a plethora of names in this in this wide receiver room. But I like Hodgins as as the guy to be, you know, a consistent factor in the passing game this year. Yeah, I think because of that inconsistency at wide receiver, I think you're going to see the Giants playing a lot. Of twelve personnel, where they're gonna you know play. Oh, by the way, Wiz, just have- just one second. I did, I did, I didn't want to forget this. Jalen Hyatt is their draft pick this year, and he has made some spectacular plays so far. He's very thin, but he's unbelievably fast. I don't know if he's gonna make that kind of insertion into the lineup early on, but he is also part of part of this, and, and he gives a, a very different level of dynamism in the receiver room. Yeah, I, you know, I, again, I, that this is kind of my point here when we started off. This is I, I can't parse through this and and um, and have it draft any of these players with any confidence. I think Hodgins. I think we both would agree would be at the top of the list, but uh, I'm not sure what my confidence level would be in drafting him as a 
uh, a starting wide receiver on my fantasy team. And part of that is because I do believe the Giants are going to play a ton of 12 personnel, you know, with Dan- Daniel Bellinger um, lined up, uh, you know, next to the tackle, uh, in, more in using the running game. And Darren Wall, I just think, is going to be used as a, d- a detached receiver. Um, if he stays on the field, there's no question that he could finish inside the top three to five at the position. Um, regardless, he's, uh, you know, inside the top five or six at the position, but uh, how, how are you viewing Wall, or what's your level of confidence? Uh, you know, 32 years old in September is my kind of reservation, uh, and the fact that he's not been able to stay to f- stay on the field for two years. I don't, there's no denying his, his physical prowess and, and, um, and his ability, because uh, he was certainly an impressionable tight end for a couple of seasons there um, when he kind of first made his mark, but he's if he can stay on the field, given the kind of the, the question marks around the receiving core, you know, Darren Waller should be a, a major factor and could potentially crack. I don't think he's going to be drafted as a top five tight end, but potentially he could crack that. Okay. Um, and moving to the special teams of the Giants, uh, Grant can always been just terrific. Um, you know, and they, they have confidence sending him out for long field goals and he makes them. And uh, so – no problem with leaving my draft. Green, you know, is my starting kicker. As far as the Giants, more of a streaming defense to me. Pick my spots. Maybe a cold weather game at home against the Commanders or something like that uh, could be ideal. Uh, I, I will say Dexter Lawrence is a one-man wrecking crew. He's an absolute beast. But uh, I'll ask you as the uh, Giants fan here, do you have confidence drafting the Giants um, as clearly a defense inside the top 12 or a second defense streaming option and what's your view on uh, Gano as well? Yeah, I mean, look, um, Gano is to me a, a kicker one. I'm not afraid to use him from long distance, right? Uh, long, long kicks, consistent kicks, made 92% of his kicks last year. So I have no problem at all with drafting him as a number one number one kicker, right? No pro- no, no, issue at all. Uh, the defense, uh, I think you're right about it. Um, I'm very intrigued to see what Deontay Banks can do. Uh, I know they signed Bobby Okariki, who led the Colts in tackles last year, um, who will bolster a, what I would say, a very inconsistent linebacking core. Uh, Martindale, uh, Wink Martindale, who's the defensive coordinator, definitely made a difference. Uh, last year, the Giants, for the first time in like, I don't know, five, seven years, uh, were able to have a decent amount of sacks. They had over 40, 40 sacks last year for the first time in some time. So it was a better defense, but I tend to agree with you, Is I like it more from a streaming aspect than, uh, than actually you know, going in there as a number one defense. Agree, <clears throat> agree with that on both Gano and the defense. All right, so that wraps up the Giants. And uh, next, that means, Wiz, uh, that we go down the turnpike and uh, we take a look at the NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> 